Hello, I'm Fernando Augusto Pacheco and you're listening to the Monaco Weekly. And today it's all about Eurovision. So sit down and enjoy. Before the big final, let's hear my conversations with some of the favorites to win the competition this year. We start with a brilliant Finnish entry, Karia. I love to make crazy things. I like so much electro music, metal music, pop music, and we just put together all the genres and make cha-cha-cha because I, I don't want to do the normal things. We have so many normal songs here. You I, don't want normal. Yeah, I think so. We need something new. Eurovision for me, it's the party. It's crazy. Then somebody had to make crazy things. This year, it's, it's me. <laughs> well, and I'm so glad you did it. And so the song is a party song. It's about having fun, right? Because, you know, there's cha-cha-cha, there's piña coladas. I mean, it, it's quite mad, but in a, in a beautiful way. For me, cha-cha-cha means freedom almost because every day of life people have some problems and sad sad and bad things happen people are so busy when they go to work and they don't have the time sleep and when they have to wake up and go to work and when weekend coming in finland uh, many people want to go to party and they want to forget all the bad things and worse things and uh, easy style it's take some <laughs> alcohol, maybe pina colada. The uh, sales of pina coladas are going up in Finland, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like pina colada. It's great drink for me, but now I don't... Can, I, I can't now drink any alcohol drink, only non-alcohol. But uh, in the song, yeah, for me, it's the freedom. I think so, because people always, not always, but all people... Many people think about it. Can they go to dance for dancing if they can't dance? All people can dance if they want to dance. They don't have to think about it, what the friends or family thinking. Is that good dancing or something like that? Just do it. <laughs> Many people need first alcohol, then they do that. But for me, you don't have to do that. I like that. I'm a bad dancer, but I will dance anyway, so I don't care. So that's excellent. And and tell us about your style. I mean, I'm fascinated by your outfit as well. I mean, your green, lime green outfit. I don't even know how, how do you call that piece, like a bolero almost. Bolero, bolero, yes, a nice yeah. bolero. Uh, green bolero. Is that your style? I mean, do you like colors? I mean, it's really, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, my last color, what I have, I have the all the yellow outfit. But uh, Rasmus do that uh, yellow outfit. Then my team and me thinking about it, what we can do. Because I want to keep it. I want to keep it to yellow color. But uh, then we thinking about, okay, Rasmus do that. We have to change the color. And we don't know yet which color we do it. But um, then uh, my stylist, there is many good stylists. They thinking, okay, maybe carry a like green bolero. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> They show me some pictures or something. Do you like this? Do you like this? And I say, yeah, I like that. I like that. And then they send me some pictures and there is the bolero van. And the first time when I see that I'm okay, it's me. 
I love it. I want to take that. Now I have the green Bolero and everything. <laughs> and and your nails are green as well. I can see it. Of course. The, the earrings as well, maybe? Yeah. It's the mini-me. Oh, really? This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Katia, what's your uh, music influence? I know you're a big fan of Rammstein as well, but do you have any kind of other Finnish uh, music artists that you were influenced as well? No. <laughs> in Finland, there is many great artists in Finland, but uh, I think so. I'm only... only, only uh, we don't have second career in, in Finland. I do only my things and I like to try some different genres put together. Drum and bass, jump up, metal, guitar. Cha-cha-cha maybe. Cha-cha-cha, exactly. Thank you very much to Kadia, and we head to Sweden now, which is in fact the favorite to win this year and also marks Lorin's second time at the show after her impressive victory in 2012 with Euphoria. Here is my chat with Lorin. I never thought that life would give me a chance to be in this again. And then, all of a sudden, there's the song, and I fell in love with the song, not knowing. They, they didn't even pop the question, you know, until much later. And then they asked me, but still, because, you know, sometimes you're so stuck in the path that you think you're going to go, like, no, it's not for me. Like, no, it's like, life doesn't want me, God doesn't want me to do this, la, la, la. But then, you know, there's certain events that happen that, you know, navigated me like just made me take that decision it was very obvious like there are people that I loved around me there were whenever I said maybe I'll do it they got so excited including myself like people that I trusted and that I trust and the excitement really like oh my god that was just like that was one of the reasons why I said yes because still I I am a creator and what I love about creativity is that you connect with people and so when I saw that so many people got excited about it, like, oh, what are you going to do? And they had all these questions, like, oh my God, it would be so much fun, <laughs> you know, la la la, you know. No one will care about the love, cause someone is still in love. And all I care about is you, it's stuck on me like I got to No one will care about the pain, I want to fire and parade, just to get closer to And it's a special song, Tattoo, I have to say. It's very emotional. It's about love, but, you know, you can feel some pain in it as well. I mean, and that shows in the staging of your performance that starts quite claustrophobic and then you become more free during the performance. Tell us a bit more about the song and the staging of it as well. Yeah, well, Tattoo, it's a love song, of course, but the undertone and the story of what I'm trying to get through when you talk about pain, it's like, what I'm trying to say is like, if you want to experience true, deep, authentic love, then there has to be some of that, I wouldn't say struggle, but pain comes with that, you know, it's like almost like a, a law of nature, 
there is no daylight without nighttime. There's these opposites always, like, and there is no struggle without love and blah, blah, blah. So I, we tend today because of, well, the system is the way it is. You know, we're like, we always think that the grass is greener on the other side. We're not in it sometimes for the deep stuff. So we're trying to bypass pain, but we can't really do that now, can we? It's like, it's part of life. So we just have to know this in our back, in the back of our head. Like if I want to connect on a deeper level with a person, then I have to accept the whole of a person. And that comes with pain, body and everything. Without making it your issue, of course, that's another discussion, darling, but <laughs> <laughs> for another day, for another day, for another day. <laughs> but this is the storyboard. This is the undertow. So that's why I say I walk through fire and through rain for Love. Tell us, I mean, I know one thing that is impressive about you as well. I think you, you're also an activist. You say, you know, things when they need to be said, and you did that uh, in Azerbaijan. And this year as well, where you have clearly a conflict going on in Europe. And how do you feel? Because I know you sang at a gala, I believe in Sweden, as well, in support of Ukraine. How do you feel? It's, it's an interesting year because it's kind of a, a UK-Ukraine collaboration. It's not just the UK hosting the event, but there will be a lot of Ukraine present uh, everywhere well you know there is something greater than creativity if you ask me and that is a human life freedom we use creativity to connect with ourselves to understand ourselves to understand our environment that's why so it's a tool but we cannot choose creativity before human lives you know so when situations occur where there's an imbalance where you can see people suffering, it's impossible for me, at least, coming from where I'm from, you have to understand, I come from an upbringing where we didn't have that much. My mother was very young when she had me. She was 16 and she fleed from a country where they were trying to marry her. She was very young. And she, so she's she's gone through hell so that I can have this life that I have today. So what I mean is like, it's really hard not to react when you see imbalance it's really important actually to react but i feel you have to react constructively because imbalance is because there are people that don't understand so how can we react constructively without adding more fire more fuel to more negativity and uh, so this is also very important for me but so i have my ways being a creator and having this platform and a lot of people that, you know, connect with you, it just gives you an opportunity to send some good vibrations out there and also knowledge, like how can we change? How can we make things better? How can we through creativity? You know, this is amazing. Thank you very much, Lorraine. Who knows, she might win for the second time. Time now to head to Israel. Let's hear from Noah Kirel. Hey, you don't like the way I'm talking, hey. Yes, it's completely different from everything I know, from everything I've done until today. I feel so honored to represent my country. It's the most powerful feeling ever and you know to perform in front of millions of people all over the world i'm so excited to be in this place to be where i am today 
And it's been crazy. It's been crazy to be here. And Israel has a powerful tradition at Eurovision. I mean, you have Neta, we have Dana International and much more. So you have big shoes to fill in, right? Yes, for sure. I feel that the expectations are very, very high as well. But it's a good thing that people believe in me and trust me to represent them proudly. And after Neta and Dana and much more, yeah, it's big shoes to fill in, but it will be good. Tell us about your song, you know, Unicorn. It's lovely, incredible beats. But, you know, what is it about? What can you tell us actually about the song? So it's really about the fact that uniqueness exists in each and every one of us. And diversities and differences, that's what makes us special and beautiful. I really believe in that. To use your uniqueness, you know, if you have a dream, just be who you are. Love yourself. Use what makes you different. Embrace your diversities and differences. And... Don't let anyone hide your colors. Be who you are. Be a unicorn. This is, this is the message. Phenomenal. To the world. <laughs> Phenomenal, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, what about the staging? Because Eurovision, of course, you need to have a great song. But the staging right. is super important, right? I mean, you have so to make sure. Important. Tell us, I mean, are you in the middle of rehearsals, I presume, right? Yes. So I just finished the second rehearsal. It was really, really good. The performance, obviously, it's a big part of everything and it's really important, the staging. And I believe the big part of my performance, it's the fact that I'm dancing and I work really, really, really hard on the dancing parts. Hopefully people are going to like it. Uh, we work really hard on the performance and hopefully, yeah, people are going to like it and vote for us. Thank you, Noah. And after Ukraine's emotional victory last year with Kalush Orchestra, they are back with Electro Duo Tvorci, representing the country with Heart of Steel. They tell me the difficulties in making music at times of war. Sometimes gotta let it go. Sometimes gotta look away. Sometimes just gotta know. Wanna stick your middle finger up in the air. It's definitely very unusual, but we've been dealing with it for like more than a year already and it's still as unpredictable as it was in the beginning. So we just have to find a way to, you know, to schedule our time around this whole situation so we can get things done as well as everybody else. At the end of the day, we still have to get things going. And in this day and time, you know, this type of stuff shouldn't be happening. And that's why we're doing all the best we can to make the victory faster and help as much as we can and help anyone. And if we can help everyone, that will be nice as well. But we are doing our best, our possible best. Yes. I would like to add also that, you know, like you can't never be used to this because, you know, it's the same. You go and you feel you have thoughts that any minute a missile can hit you or your friends. So like Jeffrey said, we're just trying to manage, do our best in the situation, transfer all our emotions into the good things that we can make to make our victory faster so all our citizens can feel safe and defend our land. No, absolutely. And you guys, you know, I think it's a massive deal representing your country on the big stage in an event like the Eurovision. Jeffrey, what can you tell us a bit more about the staging? Because I keep telling people Eurovision is not, I mean, the song is a big part of it, but it's how you present on stage, you know. I know it feels quite dramatic. I love the performance from the videos I've seen from your performance of Heart of Steel. 
Well, you might have seen some pictures online, maybe, maybe not. The visuals basically is a representation of the song, and it's a, the message the song is about is what we're trying to put on on stage, and that is a message of strength, a message of courage and bravery, and moving forward, having a positive attitude in negative situations. So I think the visuals completely put that you know into perspective, and definitely, I think people will be excited when they see I think the full performance. Yeah, I would like also to add that our song called Heart of Steel, which means from Ukrainian, Stalewa Serce. But recently we just started our fundraising campaign for small hearts of Ukrainian children, which are burning now on the sounds of explosions and missiles and drones. So we, together with Ukrainian companies and companies around the world, are raising funds for incubators to save children's hearts. And everyone who wants to do donations, they can visit President's website, United24. The name is Caring People Save Children's Hearts. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So I hope our listeners will go there as well and donate. And my next question is, of course, Ukraine won last year. And I mean, in an ideal world, the event would be hosted in Ukraine. But how do you think the UK is faring? Because even though it's in the UK, for me, feels is very much a joint kind of hosting because there's a strong Ukrainian presence. I know there'll be other Ukrainian artists going to Liverpool. How do you feel? Because I know you're there in Liverpool already. How do you feel this collaboration between both countries? Well, it's been amazing from what we've seen. Honestly, we've seen uh, much online, but we really haven't had time to go around and check it, you know, face to face in real life. So we will be excited to uh, make time to check these out. From what I understand, we've seen like the Beatles wearing the traditional uh, Ukrainian version, can we call it. There is also, if I remember correctly, Protect the Beats. Singing Birds. Yeah, solo uh, Singing Birds. Maker, yeah. Yeah. It's all just like really surreal. It's amazing what the UK has done to really represent Ukraine, not in Ukraine. So it's yeah. just really, yeah, it's really, it's really amazing. Yeah, it, it's sad that we can make it in Ukraine, but we want to say a huge thanks to the United Kingdom and to all countries who support Ukraine in these hard times. But we're going to win, we will defeat the evil, and we're going to have peace tomorrow. And together we will celebrate it. Thanks there to Tvorci. And also this week I had the pleasure to welcome the Ukrainian band Zetetics to our studios at Midori House. They performed also in Liverpool at a special festival for Ukrainian artists in the city. I spoke with leading vocalist Lika Bugaeva and the band creative director Ole Teteritnik. Before that, funny thing is that we met each other because Lika took part in a first season of The Voice show in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. So she was a TV star and like she goes up to the semi-final. And then she said, I want to do nothing. I, I want everyone to forget me. This, this is the worst moment really? in my yes. history. You know why? Now I said, oh, no, please, let's do something for me. And she, and, and she said, like, I want to sing English song, but it will be a year after. I, wanna, I want everyone to forget about me. And I'm like, <laughs> hell, <laughs> hell. I said, I always took the hardest way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> but the reason why I wanted... Uh, forget me because was... just wait a second because that show those rules of that show is that you have to sing 
other songs. Someone wrote those songs, and I had my songs. I wanted to do something special, and I didn't want to have this. Oh, this girl, this girl from The Voice. Oh, this girl from The Voice did that or did that. I wanted to have this long pause, yeah. and then that here Harry, I am. That but... Harry Styles from X Factor. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Harry Styles of Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, forget about that. <laughs> so yeah, we started from from it from scratch. Yeah. But, but let's talk about uh, performing and touring because there's something quite interesting now happening in the UK. Of course, Eurovision is coming up. Yeah. It's very exciting. Even though it's hosted in the UK, it feels very Ukrainian, of course, because Ukraine won last year. But tell us about the Expressia Festival, right? Ole, how how did this came about? I mean, it, it, it's it's a festival that's going to be in Liverpool with Ukrainian artists, right? Yeah, yeah. It will take place from 7 of May to 9 of May in the three venues in Liverpool, around 10 streets. So it's like it's a developing area, pretty fancy places with good, amazing partners from Liverpool. Actually, festival started as a bunch of commissions from Culture Liverpool to make something about collaboration between Ukrainian and British people, something about culture around Eurovision days. So it's kind of massive build up just two weeks of celebration in any place of the city. So much things happen in the same yeah. moment. We come up with the idea to make... Yeah, we, in this case, we also choose the hardest option, should I say. We come up with the idea to bring emerging artists from Ukraine to Liverpool and combine them with some pretty fancy UK artists, some, some local persons from Liverpool. And it's so hard, should I say. So mm-hmm. our mission is to make some exposures for Ukrainian artists who are imagine and like some of them are alternative, some of them pretty mainstream, but most of them underrepresented. And mainly for almost for all of them, it's the very first time in the UK, definitely first time in Liverpool. And for example, same things for Lika. Lika's band never play latest long play in public because yeah, of war. Yeah, it will war. be our, our first so time. It's, so yeah. it's just just a premiere from us on Expressive Festival as well. And same thing for other artists. So Lika met our friend guitarist Tanislav just today, first time after the start yeah. of the war, after yeah. year, almost a yeah. year and a half, but, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit sentimental thing. Anyway, we got three venues, more than 30 artists. And yeah, and it's like starting from night rave from 7 to 8, continue with the day of the indie music, should I say, and uh, EDM on a small venues a bit, and then continue just with another rave and just a bunch of electronic producers from Ukraine and UK changing each other and a bit of performing artists as well. It's pretty interesting. And actually, I believe that we could make some quantum leap, at least for someone, ideally for all of them. It could feel like a nice run, you know, just the first mentioning in the UK press, maybe in some national media as well. Someone will, will see you. But it's complicated because we, we need to have an audience in a venue. So it's not the event that happens somewhere in the street, you know, where you literally don't care so much about attendance on the people. So we're just happening, someone around, everybody cheering, and that's all. In our case, we need to bring an audience for absolutely unknown artists. 
and it's even complicated to touch them to show that this festival exists first, then show the names, then show the concepts, then explain the backstory and the background and our target that we want to do something incredible for it and that it's really a special thing. And if you will attend this thing, you will remember that, yeah, 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 I met these guys from the early beginning. It was the first gig for them in the UK. This is this thing that you wanna that you wanna have, and it's it's not so smart to miss it, should I say? Uh, it's exciting, but it's, it's exciting, but it's, but it's complicated. Yeah, and yeah, we we play hard. Hopefully, I just want to experience that moment, you know. <laughs> and Lika, will yeah. you be performing mainly songs from Cold Star, which is the latest album, right? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, please do. And it's the f- and it's the f- your, your first time, as you say, kind of showing it live as well. Yes, it will be our first performance. In the, in, UK. in the UK, actually. And I'm so, so glad and I'm so excited that finally we can play this new album because when you do something, you really, really, you're in love with something that you do and then you want to share the whole world with it and then suddenly, boom, and you cannot do this. So now I feel like I've been waiting for... A year and a half to finally perform. And you guys have one song for me as well that we're going to be playing in studio. Yes. And yeah, that will be very exciting. Yes. Come honey, fly with me. I will keep you there. I believe in all your dreams. Listen to my voice, come here But only if you love me so I'll never be afraid If you love me so I would die for let you go Flying high away I free Dance with me, I wanna go deeper to grow up in you like a tree. Come with me, moving, moving slow. There is no need to run. Everyone's gone, we're gonna Everyone's 
Thank you, Lika and Ole there, and what a beautiful performance of their song. Finally on the show, we have a former Ukrainian Eurovision entry who will be performing at the big final this Saturday. She's a pop star and activist. It's Tina Karol. Artists have a huge role because uh, artists, we can sing, we can, you know, give them, like, lift morale, lift up the spirit. If, for example, when they see me somewhere in a, like, front line and I'm singing for them, they feel that the country needs them. I'm so proud about our defenders and I defend my country on my own culture front or art front, you can say art front, yeah. And which is very important. And, and of course, for context, besides, of course, being a singer, you also host a couple of shows in Ukraine, including The Voice of Ukraine. And tell us, at the final, you basically had to record on a bomb shelter. I mean, that's kind of remarkable in a crazy way. But tell us, how was that experience? The, yes, we had the voice on, uh, in the bomb shelter underground, and this is, was the secret location at first. And then, uh, of course, the people understand. It's, it's just a safe reason, because the safe reason, yeah, we have to do that. And, you know, when in your country always news sad, sometimes you have to have like a good feelings. You need that because this is can lift your soul high a little bit. What can you tell us? Of course, I know you can't tell all the secrets, but what can you say about what you'll be doing this year's uh, Eurovision Song Contest? What I'll be doing? Oh, <laughs> of course, I'm. I can joke that I'm the same person, but not. <laughs> <laughs> I will be a little bit more seriously because when I perform on Eurovision 2006, this is, was the beginning of my career. Uh, since then, I have grown immensely, like as an artist. Yes, my biggest accomplishment was I became a mother. Yeah, today I'm on a mission, like a cultural diplomat. And today on the stage, I feel that I represent whole, whole country. Defenders, volunteers, uh, brave people. And I feel that power, huge power. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. And is your new music kind of, how can I say that? Has it been influenced by the events, you know, of, of since, since the invasion? Yes, uh, so exactly from the beginning of the war, I decided to be on informational front and I lead the marches in uh, Europe. We start from Poland, then we was, for example, in UK, I lead the Mother's March, became like uh, a lot of people were there and like more than thousands. This was like uh, Ukrainian citizens and it was a lot of UK citizens and uh, Ukrainian refugees, yes. They was together and we together had that march. It was very emotional. And then my muses, 
can't sing. So then I feel like really, really sadness in my soul. And I have to retreat. And after that, I just start writing new song. For example, tomorrow I have a new release, a song called Honey. And I will be so excited if you will have a time to listen to that song. That song more about love, more about feelings and allegories that explain my emotions. Thank you very much, Tina. And that's it for the Monaco Weekly. I'm Fernando Augusto Pacheco, and the show has been edited by Mariela Biven. Thank you for listening.